Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning Shot. Welcome to Morning Shot. I'm Audrey Seek. In a move to help families of those with special needs or disabilities, Deputy Prime Minister Lawrence Wong announced a reduction in the maximum monthly fees at special education schools from $150 to $90 in his recent budget speech. But beyond school fees, how else can the community help individuals with intellectual disabilities and their families? For more, we're joined in the studio this morning by Gloria Sue. She's a caregiver to a daughter with an intellectual disability. Welcome to the show, Gloria. How are you? Um, thank you very much. I'm very good. Yeah. Great to hear. Happy to have you with us today. Also with us in the studio is Azlina Ghani, Head of Department for Autism Spectrum Disorder and Inclusive Education at Mines Fernvale Garden School. Good morning, Azlina, and welcome. Good morning. Thank you for the introduction, Audrey. No problem. Lots to get into today. Let's start with you, Azlina. You've interacted with many parents of those with special needs or disabilities for years now. So let's get your way in. How challenging is it for them to manage? Okay, um, I'm also a parent. Yeah, so the journey in raising children can be demanding and I feel that parents may face some uncertainty where um, they may need some suggestion to support the child um, at home in their learning mm-hmm. or even maybe to provide some tips on how they can perform um, daily living skills at home. And so as an educator for myself, I believe that the power of connection is very important. Um, not only building good rapport and bonding with um, my students to understand them better, but also establishing a good connection with parents is crucial, beginning with um, building trust and also understanding where we can create a safe and supportive space for collaboration. And these foundation will foster open communication and also um, encourage our parents to actively participate in the child's school journey. Yeah, so Gloria, let's bring you into the conversation now. We understand that your daughter was born with a type of tuberous sclerosis, which led to a deformity on the left side of her brain. Can you give us a sense of the kind of care that's needed from day to day? Yeah, so there are different degree or rather different scale of this illness because some of them can actually live their life as usual without uh, being detected or can't really see the difference. But my daughter need different care because she needs caregiver daily basis, meaning from her to shower, to her daily meals, to looking after herself, brushing mm. her teeth, you know, and even caring for her at night because she's on diapers as well. Okay, so if you could put this into perspective for us, what kind of extra expenditures are needed? Needed beyond the school fees? Well, there are a lot of expense like uh, her specialist care. Um, she has got a neurologist as well as a psychiatrist. So um, both ways, one of the doctor actually to look after her, the growth of her brain and um, activities. And also the other one is looking into her emotional mm. and mental wellness as well. So we're looking at uh, even uh, daily diapers, her medication since birth, you know, and her extra care. I mean, in the special needs school also, you need to pay more as well. Yeah, so a yes. lot more resources are required when it comes to dealing with special needs and disabilities. So, Azlina, over to you now. It seems like the awareness of people with special needs have improved in recent years. Would you agree? And what else can be done to support not just individuals with special needs, but also their caregivers and even educators like yourself who teach in special education schools? 
Yeah, but I feel that um, Singapore is making steady strides towards um, inclusive society where um, there's establishments such as um, calm corners in library, um, in public spaces, as well as recent introduction of calm hours in malls with a quieter environment and also dimmer lights. It actually signifies the commitment of understanding and acceptance in our society. And as educators in school, we have also fostered a sense of uh, independence and self-confidence. And also all that we impart to our students actually aims to foster or to en- enrich their lives in a long run. And we want to embrace them, embrace the highest quality of life such as um, self-care for them to be independent hmm. and also able to socialise and fulfilling employment opportunities. Yes, And also in FGS, um, we have um, a programme called uh, Project Team Up where we support, I mean this programme actually supports our students in acquiring skills such as collaboration, self-determination, ideation, research and also evaluation and this enables our teachers in FGS to support and to create good learning resources Hmm. to ensure that they can learn better in a good environment. All right, Gloria, we'd like to hear from you as well. What would you say are some of the unseen stressors faced by caregivers like yourself? And perhaps to take this further, would you say some special needs are prioritized over others? I would say that actually my stressor is about her future. Hmm. You know, like we do not know what's going to happen to her. So let's say, for instance, something happened to me or other, you know, when I'm gone, who will be looking after her and what kind of amount of money I should prepare for her. So we are looking into a deputy ship and also enough funding to care for her in case she needs to go into a home or something like that because of her level of a degree of uh, disability. So, yeah, this is one of them that I personally felt is one of the key stressors. Apart from that, that we need to learn how to juggle my time, you know, in managing my work as well as uh, because I also travel for my business. So between my work and also looking after her, though I have my helper, but she only she's a caregiver in the daytime or when I'm traveling. But generally at night, I look after her myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So these are some of the stresses. So we don't get enough sleep, you know, and in a public place, she can be uh, disturbing as well. So we need to control her anger, make sure that she doesn't hurt herself, you know, because sometimes, you know, things that she doesn't really even know what's happening to herself. Uh, Okay, so as Lena, we understand that in school, you lead the designing and implementing of autism spectrum disorder with intellectual disability structures and practices to enhance learning for these students. So would you say a better level of awareness and research Research has contributed to you being able to take your job a step further. And are there examples of significant changes that you've seen over the years? Mm, yes, absolutely. I feel that the advancement in research and also the increased awareness um, and understanding of various disability has helped me to implement a more strategic and able to design uh, lessons and also able to understand my students much better and also for example as knowledge and with the knowledge and also the understanding of the evidence-based practices have uh, deepened. I'm now able to design or implement a more effective and a more structured IEP which is Individual 
education plan for my students as well. Yeah, so um, and in school, we also refine behaviour support plans and also individual profile for students so that um, our teachers in school, in FGS, able to support, able to understand our students better in the terms of um, what they need, what help do they need as well so that in a way, teachers in FGS will be able to um, plan a better lesson that is fine and enjoyable for them. Yeah, so it sounds like a lot of thought and effort is being put into the space, which is great to hear. Well, before we let both of you go, you know, we've been talking about the Singapore dream a lot. Uh, could we also hear your personal dreams for people with special needs and the sector as a whole? Let's start with you, Gloria. Um, actually, Singapore dream shouldn't only be in the relating to wealth. But I think uh, in the first world nation, we should uh, focus more on humanity as well as inclusivity. You know, because uh, at the end of it, we know that uh, as a society grows and as a economic progress, right, we need to constantly be on the lookout for people who are of special needs as well. You know, in the public places, there are certain people who actually are a little bit more fidgety, but they are actually fit to be to be traveling in the public place. So maybe you can keep a lookout for them, you know, in case they are, because there are many degrees of special needs, you know, even normal people can have dementia at the mm. end of it. So, you know, maybe we become a little bit more kinder and looking out for, for people like that in the public place. But someone like my daughter, it's a little bit hard. She's normally always have her helper with her and uh, a caregiver always looking after her. So most of the time, we are the one who actually look after them in the public place. So if we can, you know, be a little bit kinder and um, look out for some of these people in the public place, it, it is about really, you know, the next level of uh, humanity. Yeah. And I felt that that is important, you know, and especially Singapore, there is always opportunity for us to grow a little bit better, you know, in the society. Yeah, thanks for sharing that perspective yeah. with us. And Aslina, over to you. What are your hopes for the special needs sector? So my personal dream for the PWIDs in Singapore is to see a society that they can fully embrace and empower and also be included in employment and also recreational and community participation. And I would like to see my um, students out there working along with um, others mm. in various um, disabilities or um, in various settings of um, workplace. Yeah. yeah. And I feel that I would like to share a quote that really resonates with me. Um, I'd like to be a be the reason why um, someone feels um, included, welcome, supported and valued. Well said. Thanks so much, ladies, for shedding light on the challenges and aspirations within the special needs community. Gloria and Aslina, it was a pleasure speaking with you both. Thank Likewise, you. Audrey. Thank you so much, Audrey. Thank you yeah, for this opportunity as well. It was a pleasure. <laughs> We've been speaking with Gloria Sue, caregiver to a daughter with an intellectual disability, and Aslina Ghani, head of Department for Autism Spectrum Disorder and Inclusive Education at Mines Fernvale Garden School. Keep it here on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.